Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave, the Double Dribble Show. Here with your host, Louis Bravo, and me, co-host, Sports Guy David. Louis, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. We're going to talk basketball today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, some of the topics, obviously, include the Clippers and the Lakers. So, you know, two of the favorites to win the championship. So I'm looking forward to that. What's going on with you? I'm doing pretty good. This is episode one, and I, I can't believe the last time I heard two L.A. basketball teams contention for the championship. So I am excited. Battle of L.A., let's kick it off with the first point we want to talk about. Um, Dwight Howard signing to the Lakers. Um, is that a good or bad move? For the Lakers, it's a great move. Why is it a great move? Well, uh, the Lakers lost Boogie Cousins. Uh, we'll get to that point, but uh, the point of topic regarding Boogie, obviously he got injured, but also, you know, he's facing possible charges. But for the Lakers, it's a great move. Um, Dwight Howard's contract is not guaranteed, which means they can cut him at any moment. And so if he's able to adjust to the role they're trying to get him to where play defense and grab rebounds, he can, be a, he can be a big presence coming off the bench or even starting for the Lakers. What do you think? Um, it's a no and yes for me. No, it didn't work the first time, but <clears throat> excuse me, it didn't work the first time, but there was no Kobe. There's no Kobe doesn't play right now. And I think Kobe was the big factor back then. I think there were just kind of rush things, ring chasing for Steve Nash as well. It was just kind of like put, put together last minute, but this time LeBron's there. Um, and, and, um, Dwight Howard's a lot more mature. So I think it's a good move. I'm still like eh, about it, but um, if if we definitely need a big man, can't can't remember the last time a big man dominated with the Lakers. Going back to maybe Pal Casal was probably the last dominant big man there, but now we got AD and now we got Dwight Howard. So I'm liking it. I just want to see where it goes. Exactly. You know what? And I think the biggest thing that people are are, are talking about is can he keep himself controlled? You know. Um, you know, we see somebody like Kobe, who's very determined, who's like a no-nonsense type of guy who who goes into the gym early in the morning and, and doesn't like to mess around. He's all about his business. And you have somebody like Dwight Howard that, you know, you know, likes to laugh. And, 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 and so L.A. is accustomed to championships. And so I'm hoping with uh, with his recent, you know, bouncing around in the league that he's humbled himself a little bit and he understands What's at stake? Because if he's able to produce for the Lakers, he can win a championship, you know? And so I'm hoping he can keep himself under control. Will he? Well, only the season will tell. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think LeBron has a good job of keeping his player under control at times. It's going to be crunch time, playoff time, when when everything's at stake and, and everyone's tired, everyone's injured. You know, it's going to come down to the last week and how it's going to go down. But LeBron does a really good job of getting, keeping his players in check. Once they get out of check, he usually puts them back in. But um, it's going to be interesting seeing that. But um, mm-hmm. you're saying? Yeah, I said you're right on that. I think it's a, you know, somebody like Kobe, like I mentioned, is no-nonsense type of guy. Somebody like LeBron, you know, he puts in the work. You know, he obviously one of the most dominant players we've ever seen. And I think it's a different time. I think this is a different time. I, 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 I expect for uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, to produce for the Lakers. Um, the only thing is, um, you know, is he is he going to be able to take a back seat to both LeBron and AD, you know, like both LeBron and Anthony Davis. And so that's that's part of the drama. That's part of the the culture for the Lakers. You know, they've gone through so many things in the last year or so. First, it was Magic Johnson stepping down. Then next thing you know, it was um, it was Luke Walton getting fired and, you know, making all these trades. And then Kawhi, is he going to be a Laker? So there's always drama surrounding the Lakers. I think Dwight Howard... 
Um, since he's not going to be a primary guy, that's the good thing for the Lakers. And so I only see positives out of this. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I don't see him as a primary as well. The starting lineup is pretty much stacked. You could run James, Davis, and you can run Kyle Kuzma or Howard, and then you got Danny Green and Rondo. And all those players are interchangeable with the bench. They got deep bench. We'll talk about that a little later. But, um, yeah, I see him as a as a six-man coming off the bench, relieving Davis or even maybe getting the starting job if, um, you know, tweaking the lineups because, you know, that's how the first – first couple months go you know tweaking the lineups and everything but um i'm a little excited to see him um i hope he doesn't go like last time hopefully he's not deja vu exactly so a lot of a lot of people don't know is that how did dwight howard become a laker obviously people think that you know boogie cousins got injured and stuff like that which is true um but i think you know the market i mean there was a market for him that just people were concerned about if he can take a back role if he can take a back seat is he able to contribute but one of the biggest things, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to his play. It just sucks that we lost Boogie Cousins as a Laker fan. Obviously, it sucks that we lost him. But what's even more concerning is, um, um, you know, he's going to have surgery. But I don't know if you're aware, and I'm pretty sure some Laker fans run into it. But he had, there's some possible charges coming his way. He actually threatened his uh, baby's mother. Uh, he was going to get married in Las Vegas. And his baby's mother didn't allow for the kid to go see him get married. So he threatened her. So I'm hoping that that gets resolved um, just because I feel that, you know, he's tried to he's worked so hard to be in the NBA. And unfortunately, a situation like this, um, I wish it can get resolved. Um, obviously, threatening somebody is never a good thing. <laughs> but um, I just hope that, that that they find a resolution in that, you know. Yeah, he is in hot water with his baby mama. Um, I heard I believe there's a phone call. If I'm not mistaken, I believed I heard it. I mean, this is a little bit old news, but um he does have a temper. I remember he, he always leads the league in technicals when he was in Sacramento. Um, I feel bad for the guy. He's coming off of ACL and then just so he could tear, I don't know if it's the same one or the a different one. I mean, I feel bad for the guy because he's so injury prone. He has so much talent. It's just the temper and injury proneness of him. But um, hopefully it does get resolved. I mean, that is a bad, if, if those allegations are true and there's always more to the story, you know, the, there's always more to the story that hasn't been told. So exactly. once that gets resolved, we can see we could go on. But he did sign a one-year deal, so I don't know how exactly that's going to work after his injury if they're going to continue to keep him on the roster. I know he's going to be on this roster, and he might come back maybe towards like a playoff push. Maybe. Well, this is what I can tell you about that, which is a good thing um, for the Lakers is what I'm saying. Although he got injured. His contract, uh, the Lakers actually applied for a uh, injury exception. So whenever somebody gets injured before the season begins, you can apply for something called an injury exception where you can actually uh, get another player with that money that they gave to Boogie. So let's just say they gave Boogie, I believe it was like a, a million or $2 million, right? Yeah. So that money, they can actually use it for another player. They can actually apply for another player if the NBA approves that injury exception. So that's where we're at right now with the Lakers, as far as the Lakers go. And so... You know, one of our biggest topics, obviously, is Battle of L.A. So what does that even mean? Some people don't understand. You know, there's really, to me as a Laker fan, there's really no battle. But um, to Clipper fans, there's a huge battle. Why do you say that? Well, they added Kawhi Leonard, obviously, and they added Paul George to a team that was already contending. They, they were able to push the Golden State Warriors, you know, and win actually two games versus them. And so people have them as a, you know, championship contenders. So if I was to ask you, who has the better team now? Who would you say, the Clippers or the Lakers? This one is, uh, I am a Laker fan. 
just just to say, but um, this Clipper team is looking better and better the more I look at it. The only thing I hope I'll get into the team. The only thing I hope that doesn't happen is all these teams try to add a superstar and it goes south. Like the Celtics add Kyrie and it looks like they got worse. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But let's let's break down the roster. Okay, so let, let's go ahead and do it. I say the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers are the better team. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why, but um, I'll give you the I'll give you the main reason: the duo, LeBron and AD. To me, that's the best duo in the NBA. You have basically the best number one option in the NBA. Unfortunately, LeBron was injured last year. That's how Kawhi was able to win that championship. And then AD is the best number two option in the NBA. And to me, they have the better duo. Um, um, I believe Kawhi and PG are going to be really, really great on ball defense. But the best duel right now is LeBron and AD. Tell me, tell me otherwise. I want to hear you tell me otherwise. <laughs> I can't, it's, it's really hard to argue with that. But Kawhi, one of the best players. I know you just tweeted that um, Giannis got the best player. And I believe Kawhi, I think, is the best player in the league all around right now. PG-13, I know it's probably um, he's injury prone. But when it comes down to, cr- to crunch time, he shows up great defensively. That's why I like in basketball teams, defensively. James could play defensively, but there's some times where he's just standing around, telling, ordering people around when he's standing around. Anthony Davis, though, you, you can't come into paint without facing that guy. So I'm kind of torn. I am a, I am a, I'm telling you, I am a Laker fan. I sound like a Clipper fan. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Kawhi and PG. I know James been up there in age, but the good thing about James, this is his first time. He has a summer off, he, or he had a some time off because he wasn't in the playoffs, and he's coming back from an injury. So I think he's going to come back maybe even stronger because he actually had time to chill, eating tacos with his family, chilling, you know, giving his body a break because he's putting on some minutes on that body, and he is getting up there in age. Anthony Davis, I mean, it's Anthony Davis, man. That, that guy can't be stopped. But – I'm gonna go with Kawhi Leonard and PG thirteen man. They just they just looking defensively. They're gonna shut shit down, honestly. Oh yeah, they, they're gonna they're gonna have Patrick Beverly. I give you that. I think uh, as far as the starting lineup goes, I honestly believe that the Clippers probably do have the better starting lineup. Why do I say that? When they when healthy, I'm talking about when healthy, because they're gonna have they're gonna have Patrick Beverly at the point, and then Kawhi and PG at the two and three. And then they have Montrez Harrell, who had a great season last season. I'm not sure who they're going to put at the four, but that that lineup right there defensively, it's probably going to be the best in the league. Versus the Lakers, I don't really know who's starting at the current moment. Is it going to be Rondo? Is it going to be Cook? I know Danny Green's going to start. That was a great pickup. But um, a lot of talk has had Kuzma on the bench. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. But the starting lineup, I think yeah, you're, uh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give the Clippers the credit on that one. I think that they have the edge on that portion of it. Yeah. So you got Kawhi PG. And then Patrick Beverly, you got Zubak. You can run Zubak in Harold. Harold with Harold and Patrick Beverly or and Lou Will were on the six man finalists. So that just shows how great they are off the bench. But I think Harold could step into a starting role. And then you could run Landry Shamit in there. And then on their bench, they got Lou Will, six man, obviously. You got Harkless, um, great defensively, great shooter. Uh, Jermichael Green, he's also a great defender too. So I think defensively, they're going to be the best team. But you come over here at the Lakers. And they could run options, okay? You got Alex Caresso, the Bald Eagle, which I love that nickname. That's the greatest. <laughs> the he, that dude is yeah, dope. Yeah. I love him. He could be a great backup. At guards are good. You got Quinn Cook. You got Rondo Carisco. You got KCP they brought back for another year, I believe. He's a great shooter. We need that. 
Kyle Kuzma, you could have him coming off the bench or starting for like point. You could put him at the four or five. You got JaVel McGee, still got some hops, and then you got Jared oh. Dudley. Patrick Beverly, I'm, I'm sorry, not Patrick Beverly, Averly Bradley. Every Bradley is the greatest. Averly Bradley yeah. from, yeah. He had a great, so with Avery Bradley, if you're a Clipper fan, he didn't play very well for you. I think he was asked to be like a scoring option for you guys, um, and he wasn't ready for that role. He's more of a number two, number three spot of shooter. So once he was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies, he had a great season. He was great from three-point range. He played great defense. I feel like he, he even mentioned that he was out of shape and he's looking forward to getting getting into shape. So he's going to be a big addition for us, especially if he ends up coming off the bench or in crunch time. So I like our starting lineup. I like our bench, but there's a lot of like, question marks out there. I still don't know. So for now, you know what? I'm willing to give it to the Clippers, the lineup and the bench. As far as the coaches go, Doc Rivers is an amazing coach. He's won a championship with the Celtics, took him to another finals where he lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. And obviously he did a great job last season. But when it comes to the coaches, I really, really like the Laker coaches. I really love Jason Kidd and Frank Vogel. I think they're both great. Um, I'm looking forward to this season as the, as them being coaches, obviously because Jason Kidd was a point guard, right? And so LeBron James basically is just it's a it's he's in a he's a freaking power forward in a point guard body he's a point guard i'm sorry he's a point guard in a power forward body yeah. and so i'm looking for that i'm looking forward for that dynamic so it's going to be pretty awesome yeah i'm agree with you on the head coaching um vogel's coming in there um he was the head coach oh my god it's gonna kill me what team was he for um oh i just looked it up i have it um he was the head coach for the don't get me mistaken the frank Vogel. what team was he coaching head coaching I'm sorry. Repeat that one. Frank, sorry. Frank Vogel. What? What was he used to be? Uh, he used to be the coach of the Pacers. Pacers. There it is. Yeah. When they were on their playoff run with PG, so they're um, so there's that. Jason Kidd. I think the point guards have the best to benefit with this lineup. Rondo, Chris Cook. Cook is a great shooter from Golden State. I think that the passing and the and the ball movement is going to be a lot better if James at the point. Rondo. Ron already has a great passing. So does James and then Chris, Carisco and Cook. I think the point guards are going to shine, but they have great depth. I want to just go back on that. I, I'm going to pick the Lakers depth over the Clippers, but the Clippers starting over the Lakers. Just want to say that. But I do nice. like the coaching there. Um, it's going to be fun to see the Lakers because I, I, I almost forgot I am a Laker fan. Um, I'm liking this Clippers squad so much I forgot I am a Laker fan. Hopefully my dad don't hear this. He'll scold me. But, <laughs> over there. Well, people don't, well, what people don't know is that we're going to be covering the Clippers this season. And so we're going to be, you know, promoting the Clippers. We're going to be writing articles, a lot of content. We're actually going to have also, um, just to give everybody the heads up, who does to, who does listen to us, and thank you very much for listening to us, is that we're going to do a um, we're going to do docu-series called Battle of LA. And so we're going to talk to fans. We're going to talk to super fans. We want to talk to you. We want to find out what's going on. Tell us what this means to you. What What is what is the Battle of LA mean to you? You know, what do the Clippers mean to you? What do the Lakers mean to you? We want to know all that information. So just a heads up, it's not that we're switching teams or anything <laughs> like that. We'll be covering them. So you'll be listening to us a lot about the Clippers. We'll be speaking a lot about the Clippers. Yeah, Battle of LA, I mean, is great. It's great for the city of LA. Like, Lakers are raining down 16 championships. When you think of LA, you think of the, think of the Lakers. Now, the Clippers are coming up, going to have a new stadium pretty soon here. They want to move away from being the – the middle child. That's why I listen to J. Cole. I listen to middle child. That's why I think I think of the Clippers. <laughs> They're always second look dad. They no one no one really cares for them. And Patrick Beverly said it best. When I was in the locker room, it was a, I think they blew out the Knicks by 30. 
he was he was just in his own little self in the in the side of the locker room. He's like, "What I told y'all," and we're like, "What?" All the reporters, including me, I'm like, "What? What did he say?" He's like, "What I tell y'all." In the beginning of the season, we're the team in L.A. We're in TakeOver L.A. There's five reporters now. Look at There's 15, 20 of you guys. We're going to take over L.A. Not That's not an exact quote, but he says something like that. He's going off. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? This guy's going off right now. And I think he uh, – Patrick Beverly, dude, I love him. And and Oh, yeah. He's a dog. Like the, I love The him. thing with him is that he has that uh, – he has an underdog attitude, right? And so – just stuff like that. It looks like it fuels him, and and he doesn't care if you're if you're Lonzo Ball six two six three, and you're the you know up and coming star, or somebody like Kevin Durant. He's gonna guard whoever you put him to. You know, he's gonna do whatever's necessary for the win. And you, there's nothing but respect on my part. You know, for somebody like that. You know, especially she. He. I don't know if you know this, but he was he actually got cut by the Lakers. He was actually he was actually a Laker at some point. Got cut and bounced around the league. Eventually, got into Houston. That's where he made a name for himself. So he, he, there's an extra added thing there, you know? So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, the way he ignites that locker room, I think gives him that extra. And Kawhi Leonard, PG, got all those new guys there. Defensively, I think they're going to be the best team defensively. And um, I can't wait to see them. It's going to be a great, great, great series. Opener, home opener. But, uh, home. Oh, home opener. It's going to be, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be really crazy. Is we'll it Clippers home or there. Lakers home? It's going to be a Laker home. Oh, game. shit. That's going to be a great. It'll be a Laker home game, and so now that we're talking about Battle of LA, so you obviously you know Los Angeles is the city of champions. Just in case if you didn't know, (laughs) and so we have a potential champion coming up next, and it's the WNBA. Los Angeles Sparks are actually facing off against the Seattle Storm on Sunday, so it's a one-game playoff elimination. Uh, Winner advances. It's uh, the Sparks will be playing Sunday at twelve o'clock. They had a great season, so they started off with a bunch of injuries. They only had like six, seven players suit up for the first couple of weeks. Uh, Candace Parker was injured. Um, she came back and got injured again. And then, you know, a couple of other players got injured. And next thing you know, they started winning nonstop at home. They won 15 games on at home on uh, straight, 15 straight home games. Uh, they ended up getting the number three seed in the whole WNBA. And now they're facing the Seattle Storm. And uh, I'll be there covering it. And I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully this season ends with a championship. Yeah, I'm real excited. I got a chance to cover the Sparks twice this year. And the Sparks, dude, the Sparks are lit. Go to a game. If you haven't been to a game, go to a game. It's so much fun. It's like a party. But who I'm looking forward to see as the Sparks is Nika. Nika, um, I always get her last name wrong. Aguma K. Aguma K. Just got her um, fourth. All defense, um, first team all defense for the fourth time in her career. She's averaging 16 points, eight rebounds. I'm really looking forward to her having a big game. You got Gray in there scoring 14.5 games or 14.5 points. Williams with 12.6 and Candace Parker, of course, always stacks up the board with 11 points, six, six rebounds and three assists. I'm looking for those four people or four, four ladies to step up and that bench. That bench needs to step up. Um, they always fall. I, I always tend to see them fall behind um, early. So if they could get an early lead in the beginning of the game and finish strong, I really think I'll see them as a WNBA. Yeah. Champion. So they, 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 the last time the Storm faced the Sparks, the, the Sparks blew them out by like 40 something points. And so um, I'm pretty sure the Storm are going to come in prepared. You know, the team, uh, the Sparks have been playing really good. Uh, 15 you know, wins at home. They haven't been able, uh, they haven't lost at home, which is a good thing. And they have, they have the best crowd in WNBA, so they had the most. I believe they had, for every game they had over eleven thousand people show up, and that was the most in the WNBA. And you're completely right; it's like a 
it's like a party. Uh, I want to send a shout out also to Candace Parker. She won Player of the Week. And you're right, Nika Agumake. She, basically, Nika Agumake, what she did, she was basically their MVP for the first like, for the first half of the season. Yeah. She was there, consistent. You know, double doubles every night. Um, her and her sister Sinead, they were really, really good. And they're just really deep, you know, and they have somebody like Derek Fisher who's won championships, who's been there before. And so in my eyes, it look, I, I believe that they're the favorite. When healthy, they're the favorite, you know. Obviously, you've got a couple of teams who are really good, but they just have so much talent. They have a great coach, and I'm hoping that they win the championship and I'm there to celebrate with them. <laughs> yeah, that will be awesome. Like you said, Storm, they got the, they blew out the Storm by 40, but the players I'm, I'm looking for them to shut down is Natasha Howard. She had 18, she averages 18.1 points, eight, eight rebounds and two assists. I think they got to lock her up. Also, Alicia Clark, she averages nine points, but she is deadly on the outside, 48% from three point and field goal, her regular field goal percentage and three points. So the three pointers, they got to stop that and stop Howard from going inside because 18 points is, um, is up there in the top um, right. leaderboards. And I like that. You know what they say, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So there you go. There's some stats for you right there. But anywho, I'm really happy we have this double dribble podcast. Just know that um, my name is Mr. Louis Bravo, and we have uh, Sports Guy David. Can you tell him what also – other things that you do, Sports Guy David? You're, you don't just talk basketball. You actually talk football. Your, your specialties is fo- football. Yeah. So please tell him about your football thing. Sports Guy David here. I cover Chargers, Chargers, Chargers tailgate interviews i'm gonna be at the watch party this sunday i don't know which which party watch party but i am gonna be at a watch party to face the detroit lions chargers 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 fancy football as well um if you guys got anything any questions i am your guy because the nose knows that's me um but go ahead and follow me on instagram and twitter um sports guy david on both and i'm pretty active on both it gets pretty lit on my Twitter, so go ahead and follow me there. Nice, there you go. I would follow. I would follow you on Twitter, but you're a Charger fan. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just playing. It's all. It's all fun and games. You know, I'm a Raider fan. He's a Charger fan, but we know we're part of the Fantasy Sports Cape family, which means that we can have our differences, but that doesn't mean that you know there's actual problems there. So we're good. <laughs> and where they get, Where can they follow you, Louis? Uh, Mr. Louis Bravo on Twitter, and you also follow me on Instagram, Mr. Louis Bravo. And uh, basically, if you want to talk basketball, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm open 24-7 for any type of arguments you want to lose. And I'll be there to talk basketball with you guys. And so for the rest of the season, I'll be covering the Clippers. We are going to talk more about the Sparks and uh, talk around the NBA, you know, what's going on in the NBA. So I'm looking forward to it. Other than that, we really appreciate everybody listening in. This is uh, Mr. Louis Brown with the Fantasy Sports Cape Double Dribble Show. And we have Mr. Sports Guy David on the other line. All right. See you guys later. Have a nice day. Thank you. Over and out.